Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The wealthy and reclusive Augustus Topton has died. Invitations are sent to his distant relatives to bring them to the old man's lonely manor. Join Mitch, Monica, and Tillman as they see who will die and who will inherit the Cliff House. If you want to learn more about Twin Cities by Night, feel free to check us out on social media. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Twin underscore Cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, where you can find a link to our Discord. Now sit back and enjoy. So, we're gonna cut back to uh, the, the uh, kitchen crew. Where you just found a bottle of looks like poison hidden in the kitchen. So we've got the poison, but where's the poisoner? And as you say that, you notice that yeah, the, both the cook and the gardener have both you know basically everyone's <laughs> disappeared from you right now. Man, John my money ser- is the guy that's cooking it. It's got to be the cook. John will keep searching the kitchen. What are you looking for? He's going to open up, you know, the pantry to see if there's anyone hiding in the kitchen, particularly. He's also going to grab a knife out of the knife rack just in case. All right. So you do like you look around, you don't see anything, but you do notice a dumbwaiter over in the corner of the room. He's going to go over and open it up. Yeah, you know, you don't see the dumbwaiter. looks like it's been lowered down someplace. You're going to have to, like, pull it up to see to find to see what's in there. That's right. He'll pull the cord or whatever it is necessary. Yeah, you know, it's giving you a bit of trouble. It seems like it's heavy, so you basically you have to like embrace yourself to really yank it up. All right, he'll put his foot on the wall and just start really yanking. He'll put his back into it. All right, so yeah, as you pull, yank and yank and yank, eventually you manage to get it up. You get it up, and you see inside the uh, stuffed inside the uh, little uh, dumbwaiter thing is the body of the cook. Duh. Well, that answers that. And <clears throat> he'll let it go. And it just, you know, immediately it just falls back down. And just you hear it land with a thud. I wonder where Neil's that gonna, stopped. Neil's going to turn around at the sound of the, the squeaking of the getting the dumbwaiter up and say, was that a body? Did you just find a dead body, man? Yeah, that was the cook. So somebody killed the guy that poisoned everybody else? Or they killed the cook and then poisoned everybody. Damn. If it wasn't him... Then who's it going to be? Do you think it's the, the waiter that served the food? He slipped a little something in there to poison the, the, the doctor and the lawyer? I don't know. Maybe we should go down to the basement and find out what's going on down there. Maybe there's more hidden down there than just a body. You got to grab something, man, like baseball bat, knife, something. We got to protect ourselves. I got the knife. All right, man, you lead the way then. All right, and as you two go out, you pass by... Uh... Alfonso and Amanda. Where are you guys going? Down to the basement. I'm pretty sure there's something down there. Yeah, spiders. What are you going to find in the basement? Well, we know there's a body down there, so we'd figure, you know, see what else is there. Oh my God, somebody else is dead? Yeah, the cook. She's going to look at um, the Italian guy and say, you killed somebody in the basement? Genre point. Of course not. I was here all, all the time besides you. But I, I think fi- we should stick together. Genre point for that. <laughs> I think the two of them, they should go into the basement. Now, we'll definitely cover more ground if we split up. This way, we'll figure out what's going on faster. Two genre points for the split up part. Okay, where should we look if they're going to the basement? Should we look upstairs in the bedroom? They're Like, the crazy old guys already went outside. Somebody uh, clear, went to check clearly, the light holes. 
we will wait at the basement entrance. Oh, so okay. no, no one can go down there while they're looking around. Why don't you guys check the garage? Why? What is in the garage? Oh, Expensive that's a cars. very good. That's a very good idea. We don't know what is in the garage. We should check the garage. Okay, better than spiders, I guess. All right. So, so two will go into the basement. Two will go into the garage. And well, that's all happening. Let's let's check back in on Jim Burns, the crazy old guy, the Rat Man. So he's on the porch. Is he doing anything on the porch? Muttering to himself. Is he gonna leave the porch? Maybe. <laughs> All right. What are you doing? Too many, not enough rats here. This is just this deplorable conditions. I don't, I don't get it. Why don't I just eat, eat the rat livers and and bring me some whiskey? And you know, there's this one time I, I made cheese into a bomb because we were trying to kill the Germans with it, and it was it was pretty good cheese. But it it, it really that that yeah it would it would go up good. And there was this mortar shell, and we were putting shoes in them, right? Well, I just wanted to see where we're going with this, but I'll. <laughs> okay, so since you're all by yourself, I'll say, give me a brains check to see if you start, if you notice the uh, footsteps creeping up on you. Nope, no pairs. Okay, so you don't notice the dark figure that comes up and then tries to hit you over the head with a bat. All right, so I'm guessing that I can spend a genre point here and have the crazy old loon just step out of the way coincidentally and have yes. the bat miss his head. Actually, I'll ju- I'll just say you, you you get that. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Like, and then and then we had these bricks that we made out of frozen socks. Oof. And oh hey, there's a dollar. And he'll bend over and grab the dollar right as the bat goes by or something. And after he finds the dollar, he's gonna go back inside. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Yeah, we're gonna, that's. Uh, at first, I thought about. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's perfect. I found right. a dollar, everyone. <laughs> Who wants to go double or nothing? Hey, <laughs> you crazy guy! Come with us. We're gonna check the garage. There's another person that died. Hey, they died in the garage. We gotta be careful with that. There, you know the the, the exhaust fumes because it'll, you know, sitting in the garage, it'll choke you, and then you get all blue. It's kind of like when you eat too much silver, you swallow all them silver coins, and then you turn blue. You ever do that before? There's one time when I was in the war. We were afraid these germs were gonna come into our trench, so we all swallowed our silver, and and we were like pissing money for a week. Right. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. We don't do that in civilized society. But um. Why don't you come over here and help us look? Because there's a crazy person killing people. And I mean, as much as you really should be plucked out of the gene pool, um, you might as well survive on our end. So come with us, okay? Come. I hear there's rats and livers over there. Sound point for the gene pool for? line. I, I ain't been swimming in forty years. Why would I want to go swimming for? There was this one time in the river. We was in France. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's go. And she's going to drag. Okay. Uh, I, I want to see where this goes. Let's, let's, let's go to the garage squad. Hey, I found this old guy. He's, you know, one of, like, the crazy ones. Um, But he looks like he could at least punch somebody. So, yeah, the three of us should start looking around, see if we can find anything, like a car that doesn't belong to us and doesn't look, like, really cheap, like something a cook would drive. I found a dollar when I was on the porch, and then I was in France, right? And she wanted me to go swimming, but I, I want my shoes to be dry. Right. That's cute. Um, Why don't you help us by actually looking at these cars and see if you find any cars that look totally out of place? You know, you seem to be the kind of guy who notices things. You found a dollar. Very good for you. 
I feel like you should be looking for keys to these cars right here. You don't keep them in the glove box? I haven't checked. All right, so yeah, in the garage, you see there are a couple of cars. You see one, it looks somewhat new. It was like, I don't know what car models were existing back then, so I'm just going to bear with me. So you see one, it looks somewhat new. It was like made in the 40s, so it's... So, like you know, not that old, but then you see the other car. It's a very old, like a you know Model T, like one of the first cars. And you, you look inside, you do see like the uh, the more modern car. Both are black, by the way. Uh, the more modern car has it does have the keys in the glove box. Okay, so this T card obviously belongs to that greaser head guy. Um, but I don't think he's rich enough to afford it, honestly. So, do you think that this is out of place? Jim's going to go over to the Model T. I remember when these things were brand new. Man, you could you could get them lickety split. You go right up into a gas station. It was a nickel. Fill it to tank. You get yourself a knee-high cola while you waited. Oh, those were the days. Why don't you look inside and see if you find anything weird? All right. So as Jim you... Jim will search it. Okay, so yeah, as you start searching it, unbeknownst to all three of you, you don't notice the figure that's so creeping around like near the uh, near one of the near the, like the door to the to the garage and just but you do know we do hear like a little tink as as the uh, gas can is knocked over and all three of you turn around and you all you see is just just the hand, a gloved hand and they're away just light a match and drop it oh my god we're gonna suffocate in here we've got to get out is there a way to open the door we have to get out all right so yeah the main doorway leading in and out of the garage is permanently blocked off by the fire that's quickly spreading across the place and you, you know there's a big garage door you could try and there was a, like a window you could try to uh go through if you want jim's gonna hop into the biggest car he can find or the one with the keys rather and he's going to try to drive straight through the garage door. All right, so yeah, you put the keys in the uh, ignition and just turn it. It sputters, but it doesn't start. All right, he's going to use his time back in the motor pool when he was in the army and try to hotwire the thing. All right, give me a brains check for that. I thought you had keys. Why do you hotwire? <laughs> Pair of fives. That's enough. You definitely you hear like the thing spark to life. It's like... Well, actually... If you, which car are you doing this again? The the uh, modern one or the uh, the modern one? Okay, so yeah, you hear it, you hear it spark to life, and you start, and you press the get foot to the pet, to the gas. Uh, are you gonna wait for the others to get in, or are you just gonna go out by yourself? Get in, losers! We're going for a drive. Shout no point for that. I think Alfonso would have tried to like lift up. What was the name again? Amanda. And lift her to the window, and they were like in a fight because she didn't want to be lifted. <laughs> She would honestly go for the window as well because she's she's smaller and flexible. So while the crazy old guy is getting in the car, she's having a fight with the Italian guy and trying to <laughs> kick him as she's crawling out the window. No, no, you miss you miss Anna's ow. You're looking at my skirt. You're disgusting. I'm telling your brother. He'd probably laugh. So All do right. we make it out the window or not? Yeah, I'll say you. I'll say Amanda manages to make it out the window, no problem. But Alfonso is going to have to make a, a finesse check to see if he can get out the window. It's not that big a window. Yeah, I think he's like stuck in there, and now he needs to push and wiggle to actually get through. All right. So give me a finesse check to see if you can squeeze through the window before uh, old man Jim accidentally reverses a car into you. I have a pair of sixes. That's enough. You, you, you managed to, like, you just, at the last second, just as you hear the car start to move, except instead of going forward, it goes backwards. And as you see, 
and you he, you just manage to like squeeze through, and like your shoe just clears the doorway as the car slams into the, into the back wall of the garage. And I fall on Amanda face first. You know what? You're so disgustingly fat. You're going on a diet after this. <laughs> I also imagine um, like his belt broke when he fell, and now his uh, now his pants fall out of constantly. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, ma'am. Jim, I think ma- the, the biggest killer here is the button that just sprung off your pants and nearly took my eye out. <laughs> Sound points for both of you. Yeah, do you, do you have that still? Can we sue that on when we're back home? If we make it back home. All right, and then we're going to cut back to Jim, who is still in the garage, and the fire is spread very rapidly to the point where pretty much the whole, pretty much the whole thing is starting to get on fire now. Wait a minute, this went the wrong way. Hold on a second. He's going to pop it into drive and try to go straight through the garage door. I'll say, yeah, you know, like, you just floor it and it, go, it just punches through that wood, no problem. There's like bits of burn, burning wood on the uh, car and everywhere. But I will say, give me a finesse check to see if you can you know, handle the car when you realize that when you hit the brake, it doesn't stop. <laughs> no pairs. All right, so you are. This is your uh, primary character, right? Yes. All right, so yeah, with your first failure, you don't you don't die immediately yet. But um, yeah, you basically you're just like tearing your way through the street. It's foggy outside; you can't see anything. The car is slipping and sliding all along the way. The lights are just you know crazily flashing through the dark. Oh, he, he was going to try to drive it up onto the lawn once he got out of the garage. He doesn't want to go that far. Okay, so you yeah, got to tell everyone about his dollar. Okay, so yeah, I'll say yeah. After after a bit of wrangling, you manage to like turn the car back around and head back towards the house. But again, you can't you can't stop. So give me another finesse to see if you can clear the car before it crashes into the house. Oh my god! A pair of fives. All right, that's it. Let me let me double check your uh, yeah, primary. That's fine. So yeah, you are you 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 at the last minute you just you throw yourself out of the thing as the car just slams into the front porch. And eventually, and they, you like, everyone, all the characters hear like this huge crash and crunch of wood. Man, they don't make them like they used to. Sean, no point for that. All right. So we're going to cut over to the lighthouse crew. I believe it's Sochi Pili and uh, Ved. You both just heard this huge crashing sound of just, you know, wood breaking, car rubber. It's not, pre- not a pretty sound. My friend, what was that noise? It sounded like someone is hurt. I don't think we should be here. I think we should be over there helping them. Somebody could have been injured. I think it's an an angry, evil, possessed car. I never trusted these these automatic vehicles or, or this machinery around us. My friend, I tell you, while I normally will be riding on an animal, cars are not the enemy. Somebody here is poisoning somebody. Somebody here could be hurting our friends. We must go back and see. The only danger here is that creature we saw in the warehouse. I read about it when I immigrate. I think it is called a Wendigo. Wendigo's no drive car. But what if the creature was the car demon? There is a car demon? Of course. How do you think all these traffic accidents happen? Do you think people actually run their cars into each other? Cars are way too expensive and people are way too careful with them and they don't want to hurt each other. Oh my various gorgeous, you are absolutely right. Why did I not think of that? Oh, so now we have two demons, the Vendigo and we also have the car demon, La. Our points for both of you for that. <laughs> But still, we must help. You know, we are enlightened, okay? We have the turmeric. You have the berries of the Bella and the Donna. We can make it. We have to save the others. They don't know any better, okay? You're right. We have to show them 
have to show them the light and the way. We should we should turn on the light on on this lighthouse here, so pe people can see it as a distress beacon. You think we can aim it at the house? Uh, I'm not sure. I think the light is designed to go very far. The house is kind of far. Okay, let's try that. All right. So yeah, the both of you you start the long trek up the stairs. It's you know just a long circular set of stairs that go up and up and up and up. It pass by a couple of rooms on the way up. You see one. One looks like it might have been a bedroom or something. One looks like it's been a small kitchen area. And still you go up and up and up and up and up. Then you finally get to the top. And you can see, it's like I said, it's it, it, yeah, actually you're just, you can almost see over the fog a little bit. It's like you can see there's like this just like a layer of just mist and fog all over the place. And it's, you can see it stretches all the way out to like the ocean and all the way in a lot long, long way inland. And overhead, you see, you finally can see like there's like a dark clouds rumbling and swirling overhead. Oh, that looks very dangerous, now. Oh, I'm sure there's a lightning rod on this on this lighthouse here. We just need to figure out how to turn on the light. My friend, you will have to do it. I'm so out of breath from coming up all those stairs. You'd think they would have elevator or something. Why don't you look? I keep a lookout to make sure nobody come upstairs behind us, okay? Yes, keep an eye out for the car demon and the Vendigo too. All right, so that's what you're feeling. Give me a brains check. Okay, I have a pair of fives, in fact. All right. So yeah, you know, uh, somehow you know enough about lighthouse stuff to like start flicking switches, priming generators, all that sort of stuff. And you're occupied with that. Now, Ved, you also give me a brains check. I'm communicating with the spirit of this lighthouse. It's very old. It's a technological spirit, but it's calm now. I think I can get it to... Give us light. All right, that didn't so, get anything. Fed, you don't notice the series of wires and stuff that are uh, attached from the uh, generator nearby and, you know, currently being fed into the various pieces of metal flooring, handrails, all the place that... So, you know, once uh, Zochipili, you know, fires up the engine, both of you get suddenly just get a, get a shock as the... Uh, as the generator, instead of powering the light, instead sends the electricity directly into all the metal you're touch currently touching. Both of you give me bronze check. Ved didn't get anything. I have a pair of threes. All right, so Ved is your secondary character, correct? Yep. I'm afraid that's the end for poor Ved, as he just, you know, he just basically just explodes in a shower of sparks. Oh my god! <laughs> and then they you know he, he, he and then he just like you know, his you know, he's on fire. He stumbles around, then just tips over and falls all the way down to the ground. Still on fire, by the way. Ah, I should have known, you lighthouse demon. All right, and you the loss of equivalent exchange. And I needed to take the light out of like, my friend to light up this lighthouse. <laughs> you just you just uh, knocked back down the stairs. A little bit as you uh, you get uh, zapped too. All right, so we're gonna cut back from uh, that over to the basement crew. So the two of you were going down to the basement to check out stuff when, and you were you had just like gone down the stairs to the basement. And all of a sudden, you hear like a car getting louder and louder. The next thing you know, you hear a big crash, and next thing you know, just both just knocked down as like you know wood pieces of you know house essentially just shakes and some pieces of wood just fall to the ground blocking off the uh, stairwell you just took from the basement. So blocking us from going back up or from going all the way down? Going back up. So now you're both temporarily at least trapped in the basement. Well, this isn't good. And the mysterious stranger will pull out a lighter. He'll flick his Zippo. Assuming there's no electrical lights down here. Yeah, there's no down. electrical lights on that, yeah. 
Yeah, he'll go down the stairs with his Zippo out. Stay close. See if you can find a light switch. Neil's going to get up off the ground and immediately start, you know, dusting himself off. He's going to, you know, maniacally, like just obsessively look through his pockets until he finds his comb and start combing his hair. He's going to look at the stranger and say, hey, man, hey, man, I see you got a light. Can you turn that over on me and tell me if my hair looks good? Counterpoint for that. What? Your hair looks fine. Whatever. Fine. I'm not going anywhere near your hair with an open flame. Smart move, smart move. All right. What was that noise? It sounded like something crashed right into the house or like a whole whole room just fell through the floor. I don't know. Maybe there was a gas leak or something. Shit, we got to get out of here, man. Yeah, let's see if there's a a door out of this basement to the backyard or something. All right. So you both of you, you start snooping around. He's got the knife in one hand, and he's got the lighter in the other. All right. So, yeah, the two of you start poking around the place. It's hard going because you only have the uh, the little lighter to light your way in. It's dark down there. It's barring, of course, the occasional bit of light that comes through, like, the newly uh, acquired gaps in the floorboards above you. Uh, so the two of you are sort of stumbling away your way around, and eventually you find the uh, dumbwaiter system, actually, and you see the body of the uh, cook splayed out on the floor bit more uh, disorder than you, when you first saw him. Well, that's not good. What do you see, man? What do you see? It's the cook. Shit. Do you know how he died? That they poisoned him too? Here, hold this. And I'll hand the greaser the lighter. He's going to hold it, keep it far from his hair. But and immediately burst make- into flame. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just make sure that he can see ahead of him. Roll finesse or stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> the stranger will go through the cook's, you know, search the cook to see what he can find. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, you, you immediately you notice, like, you don't have to make a roll. It just, there's a big, like, a like a big old, like, bloody wound on, the, on his back. Maybe, like, from a knife or something. You can't, you're not sure what it was, but it was definitely something. Looks like he was stabbed in the back. By a friend or by the killer? Yes. Cool. Hey, do you know what kind of knife? Is it, like, a big wound, little wound? What's it look like? Give me your hand. No, I don't want to touch no guy. Well, here, hold on. And the stranger will take the knife he's carrying and he'll stick it into the wound to see if it fits. <laughs> uh, um, no, it doesn't quite. It's you see, you see that uh, the knife it's significantly uh, uh, wider than the uh, wound was. Initial wound was. Well, it wasn't this knife? This knife is too big for the wound. But you, you tell like yeah, it was. It's a deep wound, but it, like the knife, this knife was wider. Yeah, the knife was too... It, it, this is too wide for that. So we talking about like a filleting knife? Do we have a butter knife? What kind of knife? Well, while we when we get out of here, we'll go back up to the kitchen. We'll grab them all. We'll come back down and we'll check. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, man. I don't like being down here in the dark and not being able to see. Yeah, speaking of that, did you find any light switches? No, you didn't. Looking, looking around the wall, I don't see anything, man. I think it's just us. And whatever the heck crashed upstairs, it just completely blocked off the stairway to go back up. We can't get out. We're stuck down here. We got to find like a storm cellar door or something. Well, let's see what we can find. Grab a hammer or something just in case, you know. What can he find around the floor? I'll say, yeah, you, you find like a, a you know a bit of broken wood. Uh, yeah, you, you find like a little, actually, yeah, you find like a, a brick or something that's, you know, good enough for a handy thing. Man, I got this brick. I don't find any hammers, but this brick over the head, bada boom, they're dead. That works for me. All right, let's see if we can find a door out of here. Now I'll start going along the wall to see if there's an exit. All right, so yeah, you both of you start creeping your way through the darkness, and you, you eventually you find your way up to the uh, rear, like a like double door that's being open, like storm cellar doors, yes. 
you it's you see that it's actually it's a it has actually has a lock on it though. Like you go to open it and you find that you could see like on the other side the gap of it. There's like a a lock on it. On the outside? Yeah, on the outside. Yes. You think you could uh, bust this open? Man, are you kidding me? I've been in every every single fight you can think of. Just hold my brick. I'm going to throw my shoulder at it, see if I can get it to pop. Your shoulder or the door? Obviously the door, man. You're not going to go out through my shoulder. Good luck. So with that, he's going to take a couple steps back to get a running start. He's going to, you know, check his hair one last time. And then he's going to run full speed ahead and try to throw his whole body weight into the double doors to see if they open. You you definitely, you see that they like, they, there's like a big dent in them now. And you definitely see like there's some like creaking of like wood and the old metal fasteners and stuff. But yeah, it, you don't break through immediately. Shit. <sighs> All right. These doors are a little bit heavier than I thought. I think the both of us are going to have to run our bodies against them. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to put that lighter down, set down the knife and my brick. And then I think if you get the door to the left and I get the door to the right and we get a run and start, we're going to pop this thing open. So he'll put the brick down at the top of the stairs He'll put the knife in his belt, close up the lighter, put it back in his pocket. All right, on three. One. One. Two. Two. Three. three. All right. So, yeah, I'll, you don't have to make rules for that. I'll just say that as you both start running towards the thing, you start hearing almost like footsteps outside. And both of you just, you both of you just you hit the door and they just break it open, smashes through with like a sound of like splintering wood and stuff. And then both of you, you see a figure standing in front of the uh, of the door. And before you can see who it is, a flash of lightning goes up behind it. All you can see is just a silhouette. And it raises the gun and just aims and fires. Both of you give me a finesse check. Neil got nothing. Nada. So I, I so both of you are, pri- are secondary characters, right? Neil yes. is my primary. Okay. I'm a secondary. All right. So, yeah, I'll say... The, the first bullet, I mean, it catches, I'm afraid it catches the uh, John Smith right in the head. And he just topples over dead. And you see the fate that I'll say that that scares you enough, Neil, that uh, you, you just, you basically, you stumble backwards and just fall back into the basement, into the, into the dark. As the, uh, strain, as the uh, figure just raises a gun, fires at you again, but misses. Give me a finesse check to see if you can, uh, you know, to manage to you know run deep deep enough into quickly enough into the uh, dark basement boat to get away from the killer. Oh sweet! I got a pair of sixes and a pair of fours. That is enough. You 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 you, you just like ninja. You you, you 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 do enough that you manage to, like grab your brick and like the uh, the lighter on your way out, and you just you grab them as you run out, and as more shots go up behind you, you you feel like the wind of one of them as goes by your hair and then next thing you, you you make it deeper into the uh basement and the and the shot stop sayonara loser you gotta try way harder to kill neil and he pulls out as he's running his comb you know runs it through his hair and goes oh yeah <laughs> all right so now we're gonna cut to amanda and alfonso so after uh, you escaping through the burning garage which is you know which by this point it's just starting to burn down it, luckily, though, it's mostly con- like the garage is ju- it's just slightly not it's not connected to the main house. So while it, well, the garage is burning down, it's not gonna, the house is not going to catch on fire. So what are you two doing after you after, you know, the whole escapade of saving the burning thing and the car being driven into the house? Amanda is trying to get his pants put back 
fucked up since he busted them when he went through the window. Like, I swear, when we get back, you're going on low carb. No more Coca-Cola for you. We have to find that crazy old guy. Do you think he's dead? What's wrong with Coca-Cola? It's It's just pure sugar. It's sugar. So? It's been around for like 70 years. And if you want to be around for 70 years, you better stop drinking They no longer put cocaine in it. It's fine. Cocaine's what made you lose weight when you drank it. Genre point, genre point for that. Anyway, I think we have like a rival group here. I I thought these people were working on my side and I was just on standby. But that one shadowy figure clearly tried to kill us in, in this garage over there. Hey, so the good thing is we know that the killer isn't you, me, or that crazy old guy. So if we can meet up with everybody else, maybe they'll believe us when we tell them that the three of us are not the killer. But but what if one of them is the killer? Oh, I didn't think of that. We should still make sure that old guy's okay, though. He doesn't look like he should be driving. Yeah, I don't know. After that crashing sound, he's probably not all that well. But yeah, we can trust him at least. And he's uh, he's a useful idiot. Yeah, let's go get him. All right. And uh, I'm assuming Alfonso has like tied his busted belt into a knot, squeezing really painfully into his belly, but at least holding up his pants. All right. So old man Jim... You are, you know, sitting out by the porch, just watching the car, you know, slowly adjust in the uh, broken bits of the house. He's going to go in back into the house. Anybody lose a dollar? <laughs> Chandra point. Nobody answers you. All right, well, I guess, I guess it's my dollar now. All right. So, yeah, uh, I'll say that, yeah, uh, Alfonso and Amanda come up from the outside. <laughs> hey, old guy. Oh, my God. You're alive. Are you okay? Yeah, I found a dollar. Yeah, I know. You you told us that, honey. Um, are you the one that crashed the car into the house? Nope. Oh. Um, okay. Uh who who did it then? You were driving. I don't know, some some crazy German guy. Is it the killer? No, but it was this one guy that I remember I shot him during the war. And then it, this was right after we had some rats for dinner. And I, um, I was trying to steal his cheese. Okay, honey. Um, right. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, the three of us, we're clearly not the killer, but we can't trust the other people in the house, okay? Have you found anybody inside? And as you say, as you ask that, then you hear, like, gunshots going off from the other side of the house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she's going to turn to Alonzo. Do you, did you bring a gun with you? Of course. And he pulls out a gun. How many drama points do I have to spend? Just three, just three genre points. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So, crazy guy, um, you want to stand behind fat guy here because he's actually really good with that gun and in a gunfight you don't want to bring rat livers so we're just going to walk behind him you go ahead you go first rat livers to a gunfight when i got my grenade what you have a grenade how many genre points do i have to spend for a grenade (laughs) again just three i want to see what this goes so you get three well i was in the war and they let us take some stuff home it's like a wait so what kind of grenade is it it's like an american or it's like a german grenade just out of curiosity (laughs) uh Probably uh, an American grenade. Okay. Baseball style. And you just brought back a, gren- a a grenade, not like a souvenir or something? It's a perfectly fine souvenir. Okay, so like maybe new plan, crazy guy with the grenade, you should I lead mean, the I way? I mean, I could have brought back the rats or maybe some fingers. I know, I know this one guy who was collecting scalps. That's so gross. I mean, honestly, so gross. I think you made a blanket um, out of them. Please, God, no. 
you. Um, what if you lead the you lead the way with your grenade? Just please don't pull the pin without letting the rest of us know. Um, and then, honey, you you go right behind him, and I'll and I'll follow from behind since I don't really have any weapons other than my flask. Nah, gun should go first. He's got more bullets than I have grenades. Oh, I'm I'm not very good on my feet right now, uh, as says Alfonso as he is like pulling up his pants again. I imagine he's like holding the gun in one hand while the other is constantly holding on to his <laughs> to his belt. It feels like the old man is like a survivor from like a like a Conan McCarthy movie, and you guys are like from a comedy movie. It's weird. It's somehow it works. <laughs> I cover your back. You go first. You have the. Why, why don't you lose them pants? Because they're just going to be a problem. I, I can't do that in front of her. You don't want to see it. Trust me. Honey, I've seen worse. Y- you have the military experience. You should lead the way. All right, give me the gun. No. Okay, but, uh, if, if you're going to get the gun, then we get the grenade. You all know how to use it? No. Uh, but I, how I hard know can how it be? This gun. <sighs> it's just like the time I spent in Nam. I mean, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, who's who's going to be first? I know I have the back because I don't really have any weapons, but the people with weapons should be up front. So you you two need to decide who's going to go first because we have to go in that house immediately. There's like somebody in there killing people. You know, I, I would say that we should leave, but I think we burned down all the cars. If we leave, we can't get the house. You're seriously worried about the house right now? Honestly? Yeah, I can't go home empty-handed. Okay, so you're going to die for empty. this you're house. Pants. You're going to die for this house, but not for, you know, people or doing what's right. Is is that what I'm getting? You two are married, right? It's questionable. <laughs> Genre point. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go. Perfect. Lead the way, please. And he'll just casually shuffle into the house, gently tossing himself the grenade as he goes, as if it were a baseball or a tennis ball. All right, so we're going to cut away from that. We're going to go all the way to Dottipili. After, you know, the whole lighthouse escapade, what are you doing? I think he would have went down the set of stairs again and tried to find, like, the, the corpse of his dear friend. Okay, yeah, you find the uh, still smoldering body of Ned uh, lying on the ground outside. And he uh, would have covered him with leaves and like uh, chanted something to guide his spirit uh, on his journey into the afterlife. All right, so yeah, as you finish <laughs> up doing that, the, uh, you hear shots ring out in the night. And then next thing you know, a, a, fig, uh, uh, you know, a figure ru- just runs into you in the dark. Uh, I actually just... have a negative in, uh, as uh, it says something like slow to react. So I'm thinking I'll just fall over. <laughs> okay, then you just hear like, oh my God, oh, someone else is alive, thank God. And you see it's the gardener, the woman you saw briefly before during the tour of the place. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah. What is happening? Uh, I don't know. I just, I after, after well, when the when the lawyer got sick, I went back to the to, to the greenhouse to to to, to see if I, I I recognized those symptoms before. I, I went to see if something was missing, and then I I had to you know, grab something to defend myself with. That she like holds up a pair of garden shears. I I don't I don't know people have been dying over something. Somebody drove a car to the house. I think I saw you in the. When you were um, in the in the greenhouse looking for things, I, I saw someone through the uh, frosted window. I, th- I thought her voice was something. I didn't know that was you. Look, I, 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 I didn't seen... do anything to you. I didn't do this to my dear friend. 
To who? What? And she looks down. What? What is that? This is unfortunately the remains of one of my closest brothers. There's no point for that. And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't find. I can't find anyone. I, I tried to find the cook. He, he's nowhere to be found. The lawyer's body. I don't know where that. Where he went. The." Uh, the butler? I don't know where he went. I don't know where he went to make calls. I can't find anyone. I'm pretty sure the butler left. Did he? That that uh, the overweight guy told him to. Okay. Okay. So so someone's gone for help. Uh, I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? Well, help hasn't arrived yet, has it? And I just heard gunshots. Okay. So, but do, do you think it would be safe if we hold ourselves up in the lighthouse? What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? I want to try to communicate with the spirit of my dead friend. Uh, he now has the clairvoyance of the dead, and he will know whether there is an evil spirit close to us. There's just a, this is a long silence after that. And Sochipili like, kneels down again uh, besides Vet Patel and chants again and tries to communicate with uh, the spirit realm. Do you like what we do and want even more White Wolf media in your life? Then make sure to check out the Facebook group called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. It's a great place to stay up to date on videos, podcasts, and actual plays that different content creators release. It's easy to diverse and is rapidly growing with new media being shared every day.